I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. All right, what's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it and subscribe. As always, the universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Um, today, we're going to do a little... We're going to talk about where Syracuse is in the in the quadrant system. We'll give a quick, quick synopsis of the... Um, of the quadrant system and the net rankings and how that's working this year. And then uh, we're going to get into Pitt. Um, they're coming into the Dome this Saturday, January 19th. And I believe that game's at what? Is it? Uh, two. Uh, two? Is it two? Yeah, it's two. Where is it? Okay. All right. Yeah, it's so we'll two. do that. But Just trust first, me. But first, before we get to all that fun stuff that you come here for every day or every well. Episode, episode, right? Um, mm-hmm. The Armchair Media Network, which is who we uh, provide Syracuse football and basketball coverage for, uh, they have their own official ticket provider. It is Tix Blitz. And um, unlike other ticketing providers, neither at Tix Blitz. The price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show that you're deciding to go to. So go to TixBlitz.com and enter the code promo code Armchair at checkout to receive five percent off your total ticket purchase. That's T I X B L I T Z dot com promo code Armchair TixBlitz.com. Uh, Guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions, and boom, just like that. We're into the show. So, um, first, Mark is okay. He's back at practice, okay? <laughs> Thank God. So. Like what Joe said, he got hit by a bus. So Thank Yeah, God. he got plowed. And um, Well, you know, it's funny about that, too. I saw a little clip uh, with Nico Tamarian and, uh, yeah, and Adrian, Adrian Notchie. You saw yeah. that, right? Uh-huh. And he said that he would do it five, five. times. Yeah. yeah. Why? To follow them out, five fouls. Five fouls, that's right. <laughs> what, would you expect a different answer out of Mark, though? No, absolutely <laughs> right. not. That's why he's a fan favorite, man. I know. That's why everybody loves him. Um, Quadis Wahib, Wahab, uh, look, he's. this is all you need to know, okay? He's six foot 10, 230-pound uh, center, and he has got his um, 
his schools didn't narrow down to he's a Syracuse recruit. He's got his schools narrowed down to Syracuse, Pitt, Georgetown, Connecticut, and Virginia Tech. He has uh, tentatively tentatively set his date for January 30th, according to reports for his announcement. So we'll yep. find out January 30th about him. And also Syracuse football linebacker uh, Nadarius Fagan. Uh, He is going to transfer at the end of the spring semester. Um, He said on Twitter or in a direct message, I guess, maybe to Syracuse.com that he was transferring to get closer to family due due to personal reasoning. And he did appear in four games on special teams as a true freshman in 2017, but he did not see any action last season. So uh, we wish him the best uh, wherever he decides to go and hope everything is okay with with the family stuff, obviously. So... All right, yeah. we're gonna. I'm gonna let you know where Syracuse sits in the net rankings in a second. But this is essentially how it goes. Now, there's really only one aspect of this that is kind of vague um, when you really break it down, and that's the team value index. Okay, so what the team value index does is it factors in the opponent, the location, and obviously the winner, and that produces a team. In team value index score. How do they get the team value index score? Well, it's an algorithm. So, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> so there's no telling, okay? And that's the one thing that we were talking about when we kind of went on our tangent there a couple episodes ago. That you know the the unknowns and the the unknown formulas, things that aren't mathematic, um, kind of like the RPI, but the RPI is kind of. It's similar, but it's different. Now we got an algorithm, and there's human error, and there's computer error, so uh, or, or factoring. And then, so that's that's team value index, and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Net efficiency, um, and there's uh, obviously there's a for- formula for that. Field goal attempts minus offensive rebounds. So field goal attempts minus offensive rebound- rebounds plus turnovers plus <laughs> .475 times three uh, free throw attempts. And that gives you the total number of possessions, okay? Now you take the total number of points and you divide that by the total number of possessions and that gives you your team's um, offensive efficiency. Now, <laughs> the, now the formula for defense efficiency is the same thing you just do it to your opponent, okay? Now the net efficiency would be taking your formula on offense that I just explained and the same one for defense and you take the offensive one minus the defensive one, and that gives you your team's net, your team's net um, efficiency. Okay, it's simple. Right? I mean, it's a. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, does it sound complicated? I mean, it's. I guess when you like explain it, you know. I mean, I'm kind of a visual learner, so I'd have to see it on paper to make it. You right. Know, right. Just make again, a little bit more sense for me, but you know, maybe it makes sense for other people. But field goal attempts minus offensive rebounds plus turnovers. Then you take that number and you add it to 0.475 times free throw attempts, and you add those. That gives you total number of possessions. Total points divided by total number of possessions gives your team's offensive efficiency. And like I said, you just do the same thing for the opponent for your defense efficiency. And then your net efficiency, you take offensive minus defensive. That gives you your net. Okay? That's Okay. okay. Uh, Winning percentage is another one. Wins divided by total number of games played. Simple, right? Why can't everything be that simple? Um, Adjusted win percentage is is that number. Wins divided by total number of games played. 
And for every road win, you add 1.4. For every neutral win, you add 1. And for every home win, you add 0.6. And then on the losing end, it just goes back. Road loss is negative 0.6. Negative, yeah. Right. Yeah. Neutral loss is negative 1. Home loss is So is, is this negative. all just kind of wrap up into the net ranking? or? Yes. So, yes. So... Um, and they take all those numbers and then somehow... Yeah, so you have the winning figure. percentage, and then they adjust it. And so those are two separate categories, but they are broke down. Okay, I kind of like that, okay? Do you understand what I'm saying, though? It's just a lot, you know? It's a lot. I know. It's convoluted. That's what we were saying. So, yeah. and then, and then they add in scoring margin. Scoring margin is easy formula. It, it, the, the team score minus the opposing player's score every game, and I guess they get an average of that, right? Um, um, so (laughs) yeah, but it's just weird because you really don't, after that, there's still gotta be another, you gotta take all those numbers and there's another, right. There's another formula that we don't know. So how do you get all that into the net rankings? Well, we don't know. We don't know. (laughs) They they act like they're being upfront about it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. And there's no reason for us to sit here and, and, and um, go on and on about it, I suppose. No, it is what it is. But, I guess we just got to go by their numbers, right? Right, we go and by their numbers. And then you go by the net rankings to do your quadrant system, right. correct? So, yeah, so... When you want to break down your quadrant, you go if you just Google um, NCAA net rankings, net rankings. Usually, that's updated every day. They say it's supposed to be, but it, it's not always. So it will tell you at the top where <clears throat> um, it is dated through games through. This one, the latest is January sixteenth, which was yesterday. Yesterday. So, yeah. um, and you can check that every day after every game within twenty four hours. They should have your new net rankings up. So. For instance, Pitt's coming in at a 53, okay? And we, we, we explained we were 59, and we moved up 10 after a big win. Pitt moved up after a big win. We went from 59 to, um, to 49. 49. And dropped down to 51 right. yesterday. And Pittsburgh 
actually was at 53 and had a big win, and they stayed at 53. Yeah. So, um, all right, here's how it breaks down. Quadrant one, we are three and one. We've got one loss in the quadrant one system. That was to Buffalo. Buffalo is a 14 in the net rankings. They're just yeah. they're on fire. Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Duke being the wins. Okay, you move on to quad two. We're one and two. Doesn't sound that good, but it's the it's the Cuse in the city games. It's the UConn game and the Oregon game mm-hmm. that that um really hurt that. Okay. Yeah. Though them being neutral, especially the UConn one, kind of saves us there a little bit right now. A little bit because then you go to quad three, and you got two and two. One of those being now these are the potential. These are the potential two losses that can slip even further, and they are Georgia Tech and ODU. I don't think both of those teams are good. I don't think ODU will fall that far. I don't think so either. I watched. But Connecticut ODU. makes me nervous because they lost yeah. to Tulsa last night. Yeah, so. they lost to Tulsa, but they they're um, they were eighty eight before Tulsa, and they're ninety now. So and Tulsa was one eleven in the net rankings. So you know we're gonna update this. We're gonna let you guys know three and one in quad one. One and two in quad two, two and two in quad three, and six and zero oh in quad four. That yeah, this, which needs this, to stay undefeated. Right. But I don't even think we're going to play a quad four game the rest of the year, though. Well, we don't. We don't. But um, as of right now, the the resume is not that bad, guys. It's really not. It's really no. not. Three and one in quad one wins, really good. So. And you look at those quad three losses, and you wonder how much that Duke win helps to kind of erase that too. You know, so. Yeah, well, it definitely didn't hurt, and that Buffalo loss is not going to hurt either. So. No. Um, all right. Well, that's it. So I guess uh, Pitt's coming into the dome, uh, January nineteenth. That would be yeah, Saturday, and Don't that game's going to be at two o'clock. Right? Is that the deal? Um, two. 1,400 hours, buddy. 1,400 hours. All right, so the Pittsburgh preview is going to be brought to us by my bookie, Joe. My bookie. Hi. Don't be a bum sitting around and not getting in on some of the action this NFL playoff season, especially with the Super Bowl around the corner. Make sure you're ready for daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Where you bet on is just as important as who you're betting on, and if you want to make some extra money during this NFL playoff season, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but don't take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the NFL playoffs in the remainder of. Uh, use promo code QS25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code QS25 at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, both teams coming off a big win. Yep. Pitt sits at 12-5, and 2-2 two and two in the ACC. Syracuse holds the all-time series at 68-45. to 45. Syracuse and Pitt have played each other 104 times. That's the fourth most games for Syracuse against any opponent. And uh, the two teams first met in, in 1914. Syracuse won the first six games of the series. And this is obviously, to say the least, is a, a historic rivalry. Both teams mm. currently climb the net rankings after the wins. We mentioned that. And uh, Syracuse at 49 and Pitt at 53, respectively. This team is sneaky dangerous, I think. Four guys averaging double digits, and they can shoot the rock. Their uh, least efficient guy in, for Pitt is shooting 40% from the field. So, and as a team, they shoot 45.1 from the field, 34% even from three, and 72.5% from the line. So, uh, there you go. What else do you got, Joe? 
Well, uh, this team, it uh, kind of scares me right now. Yeah. You don't really – I mean, we kind of look at the past couple of years, and they really haven't been that good. Um, but they've actually, you know, turned it around uh, this year. And, I mean, they don't have a lot of really good wins, or at least they didn't in the non-conference. Uh, as soon as they got the conference, though, they got their two best wins right now. Are the, they won home games against Louisville by three and uh, Florida State by seven, which was the big win you were talking about. Um, but some of the losses that they've had um, at Iowa by one, at uh, West Virginia by 10, uh, they lost at home against UNC by 25, at NC State by six, and they actually lost their worst game um, was against Niagara at home. They lost by one. So, uh, yeah, they're, um, but they're, like I said, coming into ACC play, they, they've been really good in the ACC and, uh, they're one of those teams where it's just not the same team that, uh, we've seen the past couple of years. And yeah, it's, it's led by, um, Xavier Johnson and Trey McGowan's two freshman guards, both six, three, uh, they average 17 points and 14 points a game, uh, respectively, uh, Jared Wilson frame, who we saw last year, he's a senior, 6'5 guard, and I don't know I'm going to kill this. Adiz, Tony, another freshman guard, 6'6. Six, that, six. that name's dead. Yeah, it's, it's done. I don't know. <laughs> but they start they start four guards, and then their other starter is a 6'10 forward, Sorrell Brown, who's a sophomore. So really when you look at their starting lineup, they start three freshmen, a sophomore, and a senior. And uh, – a couple of their other key tri- um, uh, tri- um, contributors off the bench, uh, Malik Ellison and, and uh, Cameron Davis, are uh, juniors and seniors and well as well. So this team's only going to get better. They have a first-year coach, Jeff Capel, who he's got coaching experience. He, you know, went to Duke, coached all the way up to Oklahoma. Um, actually, I think he beat us. I think he was the coach when Blake Griffin and them were there when they beat us in the tournament. You know, uh, ended up going and being an assistant coach at Duke for a little while, and then he ended up picking up this job. And uh, obviously, he's got a little bit of a no good slouch. freshman. No, no slouch. He knows uh, he knows what he's doing. And I mean, you got three freshmen and a sophomore playing, and you're kind of doing what you're doing. Um, they're not really, a, <laughs> like I said, not a bad team. Not the last couple of years, Pittsburgh's. Uh, but the one thing that I have with them that I've seen when I looked at their schedule is they haven't. They haven't won an away game yet this year. So that kind of probably speaks to the youth that he's dealing with. And, um, you know, I don't want to, you know, be the team that kind of knocks that. You know, I'm not saying they can't do it, but uh, that is just, you know, something to look at. Um, Another thing to look at, too, that's kind of interesting is that um, all the clips that I saw when I kind of went back and looked at their highlights and stuff, um, because I wanted to kind of see what they were doing and playing and stuff, um, they play a 2-3 zone now. So, um, I know with coach K and, and Bayheim, them coaching together, I know he's, you know, taught him a little bit at two, three zone Duke played it a little bit last year. And I don't know if it's just Jeff Capel, maybe taking that and, and going with it. But again, they, they play four guards, um, that are six, 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 five and two, six, three guys, uh, with a six ten guy in the middle. So, um, yeah, they, they play a two, three zone just like us. So be interesting to see, it's just going to be a whole different Pittsburgh team. Um, and another thing that actually stood out to me as well, Trey McGowan's the uh, freshman guard. He's got 41 steals this year. So That's he's obviously, crazy. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, so I, uh, Xavier Johnson averaging 17 points a game. 
Mm-hmm. Did you mention this? Another freshman guard. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, you mentioned seventeen and fourteen. For yep. Tr- okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Those two freshman guards, man, they're for, really both good. shooting forty five percent too from the field. So. Yep. And um, you know, I would be lying if I if I were to say I wasn't nervous about this game. I'm nervous about a lot. You know, I'm always get, I always get nervous. But yeah. Um, you know, games like this, sneaky good, young. You don't know what, kind of what you're gonna get. It's kind of a mixed right. bag, like you said. They're mm-hmm. they've got some really good wins, and they've they're they're on a tear. This is not the Pitt Panther team from last year with the real life Homer Simpson coaching. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was that, what was that guy's name? Help me out. Come on, uh, Kevin Sumlin. Yes. No, no, yes. not Kevin Sumlin. Uh, oh God. What was this it? Gonna... It was Kevin something, right? Kevin Stallings. Yes, 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 yes. Um, no, sorry. So no, so you know, not the same team, man. They're not. They're not a slouch. They can shoot. You know, you mentioned the two-three zone. I think that. I think that kind of works to our benefit. If anything, I don't think it works. I don't think. Well, know, I mean, it all depends on if we're hitting our shots or not. You know, it, it does all depend. But on the other hand, too, you know, they practice against themselves. So they, you got to you got to have some semblance of you know how. Yeah, to- but a lot of times when you practice and you have like your practice squad in, you're going to be practicing against the defense that the other team's playing. So when you're making up a game plan and you have the second team where you got the practice squad there, they're they're playing man to man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. So they make it to where they're you kind of simulate what the other team is going to play. So. Again, it's not that's that's one of the things that always gets me. Everyone's like, "Oh, they play the two three zone. How do they?" Because uh, some sometimes they do struggle on offense playing against the zone. And again, well, yeah, what we they talk, do. And what we talked about from the last game is like when they got get out and they play fast and they play against a team that's got pace like Duke. Sometimes it works to our benefit because we'd rather do that than have to slow it down and play our half court offense because we kind of struggle there sometimes. So, um. You know, everybody, you know, when we struggle playing against these zones, everyone's like, how, how, how do we not know how to play against the zone? Because we play two, three zone. I mean, that's not that doesn't mean we're practicing. Most teams play man to man. Therefore, why wouldn't you your offense be playing against or practicing against man to man? And, you know, it wouldn't make any sense to have the practice team play two, three zone to get your team ready for a team that's playing man to man. So they only practice it when they're coming up against a team that's going to play it, which I mean, more and more teams are playing it now. But in the the past, you know, most teams play man to man and they still do. Yeah, but no, I mean, you can't say that n- knowing it the way they do doesn't give them a, a little bit of an advantage. Well, you'd like to think that. You would but, like to I think, mean, but like you said, and in, 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 in like, you know, coaches said for years and like he's got to keep reiterating to the media is that when you play against the zone, you got to make your shots. Yeah. It was in the coach montage last episode when he was talking about Pitt coming in, actually. And he says, if we shoot seven for 33, we're going to lose. Yeah. Big time is what he said. Yeah. I mean, so. and when I looked at the Ken, the Ken Palm stats there, uh, they have he has us at a 36 overall with a 86 adjusted offense and a, a 12th ranked adjusted defense. Pittsburgh's got a 168 adjusted offense and a 25 adjusted defense uh, with an overall total at 67. So, um, again, statistically, not a great offensive team, but again, that just could be and, because of like the pace. And again, I just want to point I mean? out too that those those numbers are are form- formulaic too. Mm-hmm. The stuff oh, yeah. Ken Palm uses is formulaic. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't know 
what he uses if if it's the same as what's in the net, but um, it's got to be close. So you know, I mean, I'm just saying. Like just I said, usually, this- I, usually he's pretty close. I mean, he's yeah. the guy. He's that's that's the website I like to go to. I mean, I'm not going to put like 168 off it, but I mean, it kind of gives you. I mean, if we're at 86 and they're 168, I mean, it's not far fetched to say that we have statistically a better offense, you know. But um, yeah, well, again, it, like it goes said, against the defenses you play in, against. That's but why. Unless you, well, right, and unless you go against the formulas, right, right, so. So, you don't know I mean, what's in the formulas, so. Right. But over overall, like again, it's again, it comes down to the main things and the little things that win basketball games, and you know they know we know that they play two three zone, so they're going to try to slow us down, get get their defense set. So we got to try to push the ball and a lot not allow their defense to get set. Hopefully, get some steals, some turnovers, and maybe those young guys will will do that, and hopefully a, a, a loud dome because the. The students are back. We just beat Duke, so we should be able to. They should be ready than ever to get out there and actually get out. You know, because they haven't been there for so long. Should be excited. First game back, sure. Just beat Duke. They should be excited to Got get the out there. Section and, back. Yep. Right. It, it, so hopefully they can make it loud for those freshmen. Those freshmen can make some mistakes. We can win the turnover battle, and, uh, and we and don't it, lay an egg because you know. Let's have Chuku do do his thing, man. Do you yeah. think Chuku starts? Yeah. You do? Yeah. No, I don't think – no. I mean, I think it might depend on – I mean, I know they're saying Dolce's practicing and who knows if he's going to be 100%, but I would expect if Dolce's if is good to go, then they'll probably and just keep start. it. I think so, but you never know because having a – What depends Dolge- on what happened in practice too. I mean, if, right. if, if you know Chuku has a strong game against Duke and then he goes and has a, a great week of practice, I mean – you know, right. D- Dolezal is a filler. He's not yeah. like the guy. He's just no, he's just there because it's been working and out better. And I looked at some of the guys' stats on Pittsburgh, and um, they don't seem like there's a lot of gunners out there. I mean, it seems like Jared Wilson frame is is their one main three point shooter. But I mean, they might shoot it efficiently, but they don't shoot a lot of them. So, I mean, a lot of that's going to come down to how they're shooting. Uh, at the three point, you know, it's both teams, really. I mean, it's turnovers and how we're going to shoot, right. you know, and that's really what you got to look at. So hopefully our defense can come, you know, we don't lay an egg and kind of get full of ourselves just because we beat Duke and just go in there and take care of business. And uh, I yeah. think I think the Duke thing, if if anything, I don't think I think that's almost humbling. And 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 I know it sounds. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it would be. But if you think about it, and having the struggles that you had, and to be able to go and do that, I mean, it's that can be humbling to yourself and be like, look, this is you know something might have clicked. This is what we need to do. Now they know right. what they need to do, and you know one of those things is not being cocky. I just don't believe that. It's like you know what I'm saying. Does that make any sense? Right. So no, I know, but you just might have the mind frame of maybe what they did against Georgia Tech, where, I mean. Uh, who, who knows? All I know is that uh, we need to finish out this six, this first six game stretch that we talked about. Uh, we're three and one. We talked about we need to go at least four and two, if not five and one. And, and we have a shot to go know. five and one. We have yeah. a shot to and, go and, five and, and yeah. one. And when we talked about it after that Georgia Tech game, it didn't seem like we had a chance to go five and one. We were looking at maybe four and two might be the best finish. But obviously, surprise, surprise, everyone um, was surprised on Monday and. No, we have two straight home games against teams that we are better than. We have better talent than, and we should win. We're going to be favorites in the game, and they're both at home. So 
uh, there's no reason in my mind why we shouldn't be able to win these next two games, get the 14 and five and, and five and one in the ACC and have the start. It's probably the best start that we could expect you know, expectations could look at it, you know, for the first six games. So, and by the way, Syracuse's strength of schedule, because I thought that would factor into some of this net. I'm sure it does somewhere. It, it, it does, I think, in the team value index, probably. Um, uh, opponent location and winner. I mean, I don't know. But uh, it's a 34, which is going to, is only probably going to go up, <laughs> by yeah. the way. So, um, well, I mean, we've only played one of the. That's got to factor the, in the team value index, though. It has to. It, it doesn't say it, but some, why wouldn't it? Yeah, right. It's, you know, it's, so. well, it's, it's, it's somewhere. And we right. still got games against, you know, Virginia Tech, Florida State, NC State, Duke right. again, North Carolina, Virginia. I mean, come on. Right. So. One at a time. And so we'll come back here like we always do on Sunday to give you the breakdown of the pit game. And uh, we're going to preview for you um, Miami. So. Yeah. That is going to be on Thursday, so we'll get all that done for you on Sunday evening, uh, within 24 hours after the pit game. So, yeah. uh, or something close enough. Yeah, give or take a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, thank you to JP Mulligans. Uh, go to JP Mulligans' Facebook page and give them a like. You have a chance to win Syracuse basketball tickets just for liking their page. And when you see it pop up, like and share the post, and you are boom entered to win. For those, happy hour every Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, Trivia Tuesdays, every NFL game every Sunday, as that's winding down. And, of course, they play every Syracuse game, plus dollar off all the bet products. So thank yes, them. Thank you to Shopping Town Barbershop. Thank you to Armchair All-Americans. Thank you to my bookie, Tix Blitz, and uh, all of you for listening. We really appreciate it. So that is all. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.